0: But what I am saying is that you have the same potential. you have the same light within the shadow waiting to be harnessed. right? So just to land here, it's asking ourselves the question what what am I pe- what am I coming back to through the pain that I'm moving through? And how can I harness that? right because we all we all deserve to be here in this planet, in this 3D form. We're here for a reason. We're not just here to be in pain and to suffer. Right? We're here to be the light that we are, to expand the collective. Welcome, beautiful beings, to Season 2 of the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast with your host, Harrison Ma. This podcast sets the loving intention of creating the mystical space needed to pull back the layers restricting health, alignment, and love. Now let's walk you home to your cosmic spiritual heart space. Today's episode is another special bonus rebroadcast show where... I, your beautiful host Harrison, was interviewed and had a beautiful chat on another show with the lovely Roxanne on Soul to Soul with Roxanne. So definitely go check out that show. And in the chat today, we talked about loving the path that you're on, loving your beautiful spiritual path, what that looks like, what are the pains, what are the beautiful winds, and every mystical step in between. I hope you get so much value out of it and enjoy.
1: I have Such a wonderful guest with me today. I have the amazing Harrison Marr, who is an intuitive healer and coach, host of the Cosmic Love Antenna podcast, and I am so honored that he is here with us today. You have no idea. Welcome, Harrison, to the show.
0: (laughs) Thank you for having me, Roxanne. We were just chatting before we started recording about all the love and the light that you were bringing into my world so I'm excited to reflect that back into your beautiful community
1: Mm, you have so much love and light I love your energy such a pure and beautiful energy for those that are listening to his voice and for those that will see the video component just incredible you can feel the radiancy coming from the screen so I'm just (laughs) honored that you're here today So for the preface of our show, we love to get deep and profound and have great conversation. So for our listeners and for myself, Harrison, what has been your journey throughout your life from the beginning of this physical life to now that really has allowed you to be the incredible intuitive healer that you are today and to be hosting an incredible show?
0: Mm -hmm. So I just want to point out, I love that you said the start of this physical life because I uh I'm sure that you've spoken about this a lot in your beautiful community and platform. But at the stage I'm at now, just before I go back, I've really started diving deeper into my past lives. And, you know, I've recently connected to one of my higher selves. And, you know, there are so many other lives that we can start to embody in this incarnation that are so powerful. So I'm happy that you made that distinction in this life because I think that would be a totally other conversation and chat, but to answer your question more directly, I live in Australia. I grew up here in this beautiful country and I grew up on the land. I grew up in a beautiful acreage and farm connected to the animals, connected to the, to this beautiful planet earth that we live on. And I very quickly sort of grounded into that ecosystem and that way of living. But, and I'm sure we'll talk about this in other ways here today, I I grew up as a little boy and as a male that, due to many outside influences, I, put very simply, suppressed a lot of what I was. And a part of that suppression was my sensitivities. And I would put it more simply, a big part of my divine feminine. And when I look back and start to tell the story, I share that component because it was such a, a big pain teacher that then influenced the rest of my sort of upbringing, my adolescence, and then my thus awakening to the person I am now. and. That suppression of my divine feminine, my emotions, my sensitivities, my expression. I just did a podcast yesterday talking about the link between this and sexuality, right? There's so much There's so much impact that our beautiful divine feminine has on our being. And what this led to was moving out of Australia, moving out of this upbringing. I finished high school, fast forwarding a few years. I finished high school and, the, and there was a urge and a, and a pull inside of me to for something more and it's funny when i look back on it that something more was the divine feminine but at that time i thought it was something outside of me right i thought it was women i thought it was alcohol i thought it was sex i thought it was travel all the things so i spent the next x amount of years really identifying myself by all these external lovers love pieces right and as the universe likes to do it it needed to show me that this wasn't true. This wasn't my identity, and there was actually something inside of me that was reflecting in the outside world, wanting to get my attention. Right, going back to that divine feminine. So, long story cut short. This led to a uh, a very traumatic event where I was detained, I was deported, I was, you know, cast away as a criminal, and. This led to my awakening process and this led to my, the only direction I could go now was inside to meet the parts of me that I'd been suppressing for so long. And over the last three, four, five years, a lot of that awakening has come from that event and has led me to this beautiful light that I am now speaking to you.
1: Wow. What an incredible storyteller you are. Like what a journey of self-revelation and to Mm -hmm. really lean into that and to understand that you were seeking that external validation, which really obviously needed to come from the internal sense of our validation of allowing our feminine energy to flow within our masculine energy. And The suppression, we see so much of that, especially in males and divine male Mm -hmm. figures. We see Mm -hmm. that they have been suppressed to no end with their sensitivity, with their emotions, anything of of that nature where it was just unacceptable, their anger. Mm -hmm. They were never allowed to express their anger out of fear. Mm -hmm. People would be fearful of the anger that they would portray, but understanding that because we suppress the tears, we suppress that sadness, we press that aspect of them being able to channel their emotions, to feel their emotions. We then created an angry and frustrated involvement of, of that being because that's what happens when we suppress. It has no other way to express itself. And I love that you said that you were seeking that external validation from others because I'm sure a lot of us can resonate with that. Now we are seeking that validation from, you know, the divine female feminine energy because you were so seeking it within yourself. Of course, you're going to attract that. That's what we are in lack of. and we attract what we are in lack of. We are attracted to what we wish we could be, what yeah. we wish that we could have within ourselves. So what an incredible journey that you would have had to witness now looking back and just being like in awe of your journey, like Mm -hmm. to have that awareness and to take that accountability takes a lot of strength and a lot of inner work in order to come to that place of solace and solitude within us as beings. So the fact that you are able to align everything and to figure that out is so bloody powerful that for anyone listening This is going to be a brilliant conversation. I can already feel it. So, as a child, how were you suppressed in showing your emotions and your demonstration of your emotional body? How were you Mm. suppressed? What were you guided to be? Mm.
0: So, thank you for all the love, first of all, my friend. I receive it in my heart. And I guess the first thing I'll say here, and this was bubbling up as I was listening to you just reiterate all those things, I think this is. I want, and I want to make this very clear. I think that the patriarchy on on the physical female is a very real sort of uh, negative entity that exists. Yeah, but I think yeah. what I'm talking about here is something that's not talked about enough: is the negative impact of the patriarchy on the physical male, right? The, right? Just like the physical female is being suppressed, the energetic divine feminine in both men and women is also being suppressed, and that is what I experienced as a as a young boy, right? To answer your question. I experienced this, and this, and I reason I say this is because i my my childhood trauma and childhood adverse events wasn't the sort of stereotypical kind, right? It wasn't an abusive family member. It wasn't a mum or a dad that rejected or abandoned me. I had a very loving family growing up. but i there were other factors at play. There were other collective uh, influences that were projecting onto me that. When I wasn't with my dad and wasn't with my mom, which, as as people listening can imagine, was a big chunk of the time, right? I went to a a public school, and the and a the educational system was a whole other conversation. But main point I'm saying here is that there were there were influences both from the media, influences from I went to a religious, I went to I had a religious upbringing through my through my school, and then again the culture at large that programmed the little boy that i was like you were saying to put on the strong persona put on the strong shell put on the the masculine like the unhealthy masculine of overdoing overworking over hardening so which led to the point where whenever my beautiful you know the adverse of that the converse of that the feminine of that came up I felt based off these outside influences that I was wrong, right? That I was broken, that I was different, that I was the outsider. So, of course, as this little boy that I was growing up in my school with my friends, with my family, when those components sort of clashed at each other, I made the choice to ignore, right? I made the choice to suppress. I made the choice to push away so I wasn't seen as the outsider and so that I was loved.
1: I love what you've said about the masculine, the patriarchal masculinity that we are looking for and that we are programming our children to be is that don't feel, just go through the motion, do what you're told and stay in your unhealthy state of masculine energy. And it's not just the men that are being susceptible to this. It's also divine females that are being susceptible to this being put and calibrated into their masculine energy. Go, 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 go structure, structure, never good enough, never good enough, and never being able to go into a state of flow of feminine energy. And we wonder why all these sicknesses are arising collective mental health pandemics are happening is because we are so disconnected from our emotions. We are so disconnected from our soul aspect of the conditioning of the conformity of this physical being on this earthly plane that it's wrong to show emotion. When we think about warriors back in those days even you know 100,000 years ago as a tribal community everybody expressed their emotions everybody grieved it was never frowned upon that men were weak because they cried when they lost someone in battle or they lost someone just because the natural progression of life it was never frowned upon it's what we made it to be we turned that into something where It's unhealthy to be just in that one state of flow. And we need Mm -hmm. to understand that we are two energies within us. We are two entities within us. There's a reason why we have our yin and our yang, our dark and our light, however we call it. And it's important that we are flowing between the mechanisms of both those energies to have Mm -hmm. harmonious synchronicity. And I hate the word balance because there's no such thing as balance when it comes to our soulful being. That's like a scientific measure, you know, like... It's about just being able to have that synergetic flow between our energies. When, you know, some days you're going to feel more in your masculine, some days you're going to feel more in your feminist yes. and both are acceptable.
0: And i would just add to this, Roxanne, because I just did, I did a show yesterday about, about this element here of the divine feminine, but specifically how it enters into the spiritual world, right? Because I know that's probably what we're going to talk more about here today. An example of this the suppression of the divine feminine within the spiritual community is this idea that we always have to be working and suffering to to reach the spiritual heights, right? To reach the spiritual awakening, to reach the worthiness of spiritual expression, right? And there's this idea, and I think, and I don't mean to give any negativity to maybe some of the beautiful religious people listening. I think there are powerful mystical, loving foundations of all religions, but unfortunately, there are a lot, of, a lot of man-made dogma that leads to separation, and one of those pieces of dogma is that we need to constantly be, as as it's as popular in the community at the moment, chopping wood and carrying water to get to the spiritual heights, right, the masculine of the doing, and while I think we do need an extent of loving spiritual discipline and devotion, we also need that again, that divine feminine of being and allowing, right? Being in the feminine womb of purely just sitting in meditation and not doing anything at all, right? Being in a state of no mind, right? No thinking, no doing, no acting, and receiving the divinity that we are, right? So I just share that example with you and your beautiful audience, because that is how it seeps into the spiritual world, to think that we always need to be working on our spiritual practices. And when we're not working on our spiritual practices, we're not worthy of the divinity.
1: That's right. And the state of flow is just as important as the state of action. And when we think about the laws of nature, and this is opening up an incredible can of soulfulness, (laughs) think about the laws of nature. These are the laws that I live by. These are the laws that I abide by, because these are universal laws that Allow us to stay in a healthy state and allow us as a collective to understand that we are one. When we think about the principle of the law of one, divine one, we are all one, we are all interconnected. In collaboration with all those laws, we have the law of polarity, the law of duality, and it's important in the law of gender. So, we need to be able to flow between our energies. The lulls, the quietness, the stillness is just as important as the busyness, as the structure, as the doing. And when we negate on that and we think that we have to keep building momentum, we create that resistance throughout our journey. We're creating that resistance within our path because now we're going on conditioned beliefs. We're not following our spiritual guidance. We're going on a belief system that we think we need to attain a certain level of our soul and self-mastery journey in order to go to the next level. So Mm -hmm. again, we're allowing that conditioning to come into us where we need to be able to start feeling and start feeling that connection to not just our emotional body, our intellectual body, our spiritual body, our physical body, our astral body, our cosmic body, all these incredible elements of who we are. And when we guide ourselves in that way, like, hey, today I'm overbooked and I really just need to be in my feminine energy. It's about clearing out your day and listening to what your body and everything is telling you to be in alignment. Mm-hmm. And that's not always easy. It's not always something that we, we want to do, but it's important that we are doing it and understanding yeah. that that quietness, that day that you just need to sit on the couch and meditate or go through a journey or do whatever brings you that solitude between your intellectual body and your emotional body. And being in that state of Zen and state of peace, if it's just laying down and having a nap and being in that flow of connection, when we're calibrating too much and this is when you see i'm sure you've seen in the spiritual realm is that exactly to what you said it's like go 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 mm. i got to do this and i have to practice every day i have to do this every day i have to that's not being in your feminine energy that's being in your masculine mm. you're mm. going on conditions that you think that you have to have routine and structure which was construed by society mm. It wasn't construed by our soulful essence. When we're mm. going into the soulful element, we need to tap into the soulful element and follow that guidance.
0: Love it, my friend. I can feel the passion growing in you. <laughs> I think you nailed it before too, right? It's This is a self-awareness game, right? So this is not about demonizing one or the other, right? It's about respecting this beautiful balance that you are and asking yourself, I'm sure this is going to get to another piece of this, but... It's allowing ourselves to have that inner dialogue, right? Like I wasn't doing for such a long time, right? I was only, one of my mentors calls it the externalization of the self, right? And that's really what we're doing when we don't have the inner inner dialogue, right? We're looking outside of ourselves for the answers we think we need, right? But it can purely begin, if you take anything away from everything we just said, it can purely begin with just an inner dialogue and asking yourself, what do I need in this moment? And respecting your voice your voice above all the others that might be projecting onto you.
1: And exactly that. And you are your own advocate. We are our own advocates and we understand what powers we hold within us. And I love what you're saying about external validation because we're always seeking external validation because we're conditioned to think that we don't have the answers, Google doesn't have our answers. We can have guidance throughout our journey, but the right spiritual mentors, anyone that is guiding you will tell you your answers are within. It's about asking the right questions and the right elements to be able to really retract that information that you can actually utilize it throughout your journey opposed to utilizing it against yourself. Mm -hmm. Being in cyclical patterns, unhealthy behaviors, unhealthy You know, reactivities, activations, triggers about setting that aside and being able to heal through that because we can't heal through something we're unaware of. We can't heal an aspect of ourselves that we don't understand is actually something, a component of us that actually needs to be healed within us. Mm -hmm. So, when you were a child and you were going through these motions and you were seeking that external validation and you were going and you were stepping into these relationships and you were giving pieces of yourself in order to hopefully maybe try and be fulfilled as we all have. You know, I can't speak for everyone, but I know I have as well. When you were going through that journey and you were looking for that fulfillment within others and you were still feeling unfulfilled at the end of the day, And then you went to jail. You had an experience where you were being deported. What was sitting on your heart? What said, I need to dig deeper within me and not place the blame on everyone else on why you were where you were within your journey? Mm.
0: So it definitely was not a... Uh, I, I don't want to, I look, I'm looking at your beautiful background, my friend, and I see the rays of God and the angels coming down. It definitely was not an experience like that. Right. It was for me. And again, everyone's journey is different, but for my journey, it was a gradual pulling back of the layers. Right. So a big part of my work in the world now is what I went through myself is pulling back the layers of the onion to come back to your truth. Right. I don't think, especially within the spiritual context, this is not a, gaining of something. This is a pulling back the layers of remembrance to come back to your divine truth. And for me, it was really that. It was a slow progress of realizing that something needed to change. Right. I couldn't, I obviously couldn't keep doing what I was doing because at that point in time when I came back to Australia from that event, there was no other option for me. There was I, all the things I'd been doing up to that, up to that point had been suddenly taken away and not only had they been taken away now they had been flipped and were telling me now that I was a horrible person that I was something that even at that point in time I intuitively felt that I wasn't so it actually started with what I was saying before some deep inner reflection and asking myself the question what is needed what is what do I need right now to start going deeper into myself to take a step forward and for me it actually followed a really interesting progression i i started as a my first step was coming a physical personal trainer where i was focusing solely on the physical body but then as i started to get more proficient at that i started i was this i was the personal trainer that in between sets would be asking the beautiful souls about their weekend about their relationships about their emotions and their feelings so then it progressed into doing a lot of Mental and emotional work. But then I realized, oh, this is, there's more here to this. There's another deeper layer that I could go. And then that transcended into a lot of the spiritual healing, Reiki activations, chakras, all the energetic and spiritual layer that I eventually landed at.
1: That's so incredible. And like, what an amazing journey to witness being from the starting point to seeing where you are right now and looking back and having that reflection of knowing how much work it takes in order to get to the place that we are of that place of solitude, that place of Zen, not understanding that it's not always a place of Zen. (sighs) We do have our emotions and we are human beings and we do feel them, but being okay with them and honoring them and having compassion and grace towards ourselves as we are navigating throughout this journey. So for you to have taken something that most would have victimized themselves over Mm -hmm you chose to rise, you chose to become victorious over your journey, you decided that you wanted more for your life, and that you knew that you were more as we Mm -hmm. all are more. And when we think about infinite, we think about unconditional love, and about finding that connection to self. And I always say, the most beautiful love story of all time is when we fall in love with our soul, Mm -hmm. for everything that it is, and for everything that it isn't. And understanding that, We're infinite. We can have everything and manifest everything we desire for our life Mm. through our soulful essence. Any knowledge we want to attain, we can attain it. Anything that we want to move forward in life, we can attain it. It's about believing in who we are and being in alignment with who we are. So for you throughout your journey of knowing that you were already healing people by being a physical trainer, personal trainer. Mm you were already having that contact and how did that feel inside of you knowing Mm. that you're able to guide others to heal these elements within themselves by doing that deeper work for themselves Mm.
0: so i when you asked that question i had a memory pop into my head that i haven't thought of in a while and when you ask what did that feel like I remember the first day when I made the choice and then had my first sort of client come to me to help them with their physical body at the time. I remember riding home from the from the uh, the place I was working at and I had my mum on the phone and I was calling my mum and I was sharing with her that i I did it I'd stepped into the path I'd stepped into the path that I for so many years at this point now was looking for that i was I was looking for an a way that was in alignment with the light that I'd been feeling, right? A way that was not just something to pay the bills, wasn't something to just, you know, get done. It was, it was in alignment with who I was and it it would eventually change and progress and evolve. But at the time it felt, it felt like I was on my soul path. And I think this is the big differentiating element here that I guess I can express for people listening is in my opinion, there's either there's one or two paths we can be walking at any given time, right? There is our soul path or our ego path, right? The ego path is the one that I was walking for a very long time that was giving me a lot of short-term gains in terms of alcohol, women, travel, all the things, but was leading to long-term suffering, where the soul path is kind of the opposite of that. It's using another metaphor here. It's instead of swimming upstream, we're now flowing down the stream with the current and life and the world is flowing with us. And that was the realization in the moment, right? I'd finally made a choice now that was more consistent with my soul path. And and I don't want to make this out for people listening as it was all heaven and rainbows from that point onwards. No, I think this is a beautiful, evolving journey. And like you said, this balance is not one state. It's going back and forth. But for me, it showed me for the first time in a very long time that I could make a choice from this space. And if I could make one choice, right, I could continue making more choices of alignment.
1: I love this. And it's so funny because I just did a talk on wisdom about the flow and about allowing our energy to flow and not causing that resistance, but not being in the negative state of what we're trying to accomplish here. But When we are trying to flow upstream, which is impossible, we cannot flow upstream. We are creating that resistance within our path. But when we understand and we acknowledge that we need to surrender, we need to be in a state of allowance and to trust, right? That state of deep trust that you know that you're going to be okay, regardless of any outcome that comes your way and being able to release that sense of control of trying to control everything on the external of who we are and focusing on that internal locus of control of what we can as human beings control within our own dynamic Mm -hmm. of our own power and creating that flow of energy and allowing ourselves to push down the river and to flow down the river as we should opposed to being and we wonder why we're drained we wonder why we're exhausted in life it's because we keep trying to swim upstream against the current and it's exhausting and it's nearly impossible concept i love that you mentioned that because i mentioned that all the time it's like swimming upstream against the current like it's it's exhausting work it's daunting who would want yeah. to do that? Willingly and knowingly
0: want to do that? <laughs> it it goes back to what what we were saying before too. I think we don't I think I don't know how I want to say this. We don't soulfully want to do it, but again, we're programmed to feel like we need to do it. Right? right. Look at all of the personas and the boxes that are projected onto us to make us think we need to have the the white picket fence in the house to make us feel like we need to have the marriage at the age of 25 to make us think we need the X amount of dollars each year in our bank account to feel fulfilled, right? There is this, and I, I just think about myself as a little boy, right? We, we live in such a, I just finished um the, the new book by Mr. Gabor Mate, and I'd recommend your beautiful listeners tune into because he's a f- powerful man that's done a lot of work with trauma and the inner child. And he talks, his new book talks about this toxic culture that we live in, that the beautiful rays of light that we come into this world in. And then as soon as we come into this world, and I and I don't say this to take any way, any self-ownership or responsibility, but I do say this to highlight that there are so many big factors at play that create a kind of person that is constantly swimming upstream without even knowing it, right? Is constantly swimming upstream and thinking that it's normal, right? Thinking that, it, oh, if I'm not doing this, then again, I'm the outcast right? And, and that's scary for a lot of people.
1: That's right, because we're packed humanity, right? We're we're packed creatures. We love to, <laughs> in community. We like to be in tribal community. We love connection. We love interconnecting. So that's important. And when you are faced with a challenge of that nature or that you may be outcasted because you're deciding to go against the grain of what they've told us that we need to go with, it's really it's a really fearful thing because as evolution and as humanity, we survive by being together as a collective yeah. tribal community. So when you think about that messaging and you think about how we are conditioned to be, you know, always swimming upstream and trying to fight this current, we have to take it back. We have to come yeah. back to the laws of nature. The laws of nature are the laws of humanity, are the laws of how we live in soulful alignment and alignment Mm. of every aspect of who we are. It's all for the goodness of humanity and none of it is exhausting or daunting. It's Mm. as much as we want to put in, we receive in return. And what we Mm. don't want to put in, we don't need to put in. And it's about understanding that exchange, the law of cause and effect, whatever we want to put in action, the law of action, whatever we want to do with our life, That's up to us, but we shouldn't feel forced that we have to live within these parameters in order to just fit into the societal conditioning and patriarchal ways of living. It's not serving us. This is why we are burning out. This is why we have a mental health pandemic because Mm -hmm. we are so disconnected because we don't have time to be connected with ourselves because we're worried about where is my next meal gonna come from? How am I gonna afford this roof over my head? Is someone going to love me tomorrow? Am I going to die alone? We have all these states of fears that have been injected into us that really don't belong there because it takes away the joie de vivre of life. It takes away the purpose of why we are created. We are here to have fun, yet we're taking life so seriously. We can't even joke around because we don't have time to laugh. Mm. We don't have time to be our inner child. And we wonder why we've lost ourselves because we don't allow those things to come out and and to be into the reality of our day-to-day lives
0: mm-hmm. I would I'm just listening to your your beautiful expression here, and I keep getting one. First of all, I just want to describe the people. I keep closing my eyes, and whenever I close my eyes, I, I do it to channel in general, but I, I I see you, my friend. All I can see as I close my eyes is a beautiful ray. Your beautiful light body, as you're expressing, so I just, I just want to thank you for tuning into all that you are, because that's all I can see. But uh, aside to that, just to make this simple for everyone, right? Just to make this, you know, we're going into a lot of spiritual depths here, but just to make it simple, right? Because I think a lot of people are on different stages of their journey and awakening. Absolutely. It just, it just begins with, you know, I, I teach a lot about the chakras, right? And and I think this is a good way to describe it chakra centers right they flow up from the root up to the crown and there's a reason there is an upward flow it's because there is an order that needs to be followed right and the first chakra the root chakra what are what are its themes right its themes are one the physical body but two the themes of safety security and support so if you're finding yourself within this collective within all those elements that you just beautifully highlighted, you know, confused, stressed, lost, you know, wanting more, then just make it simple, right? First step, in my opinion, is coming back to the body. First step, in my opinion, is if you're not feeling safe, remembering that you have all the power in the world to start giving that safety back to yourself, even if it's just a simple breathing into the belly and breathing slowly out through the mouth. Mm -hmm. And then, right, then take the next step.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And when we are able to tune into ourselves and allow ourselves to tune into ourselves fully, without feeling like this is what we need to do in order to be on the spiritual path. And really knowing that that is the root of who we are. That is why it's called the root chakra. Mm -hmm. And that is the understanding is that we can also hold a lot of trauma within this chakra system. And if it's not functioning, and if it's not calibrating itself in the right way. And it's not allowing ourselves to be grounded and to have that safety. There's a reason there's an underlying cause that is happening there that needs Mm -hmm. to be discovered because we can't heal what we don't acknowledge. We can't heal what we don't know. So it's about doing that deeper work. And I always say, like, if your why doesn't make you cry on why you do something, it's not the real why. It's the superficial mm-hmm. why. I love that. Because that why will resonate so deeply because that trauma has imprinted itself so deeply within your energetic imprintation. Mm. And, you know, those disruptions. I think,
0: so first of all, I love that if your why doesn't make you cry, that's a beautiful expression. And it what it shows, and I think this is what a lot of people miss, is our answers are through the pain, Yeah. right? Our answers. Uh, uh, another quote I'll add on to this is the cave by, by, the, by the beautiful Joseph Campbell, right? The cave that we fear to enter holds the treasures that we seek, yeah. right? And this is why I love doing the work that I do, and I'm sure you love, you know, the, 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 what you're showing up in the world as, my friend, is we 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 sometimes get lost in the sake of healing for healing. We think that we just, we, we step out of the victim mindset, which is beautiful, but then we fall into the superhero archetype where we're just healing for the sake of healing. And do not get me wrong, we need to pull back those layers, just like you beautifully said, to come back to our why, to cry, to do all the things, but we must understand what is on the other side of the trauma what is on the other side of the wound what is other, on the other side of the pain and on the, on the other side is you coming back to more of yourself right i in my journey right in all those inner child elements that i talked about i haven't just healed them i haven't just integrated them i've done all those things but now taken the light that i've unleashed from those wounds and now i've shared it with the world right i have my podcast i have the the coaching that i do and and i'm i'm not saying this to everyone listening to you to be like okay you need to start a podcast you need to start coaching maybe but what i am saying is that you have the same potential you have the same light within the shadow waiting to be harnessed right so just to land here it's asking ourselves the question what what am i pe- what am i coming back to through the pain that i'm moving through and how can i harness that right because we all we all deserve to be here in this planet in this 3d form we're here for a reason we're not just here to be in pain and to suffer right we're here to be the light that we are to expand the collective
1: oh i love what you've touched on because (laughs) i say that all the time like no life on this earthly plane has been created by accident yeah all have our purpose and we all have our gifts and abilities and i love how you have touched on the expression of our light and how we can use our trials and tribulations and that knowledge and the experiences to reflect that into a different aspect of our light and also being able to contend with the shadow aspect of ourselves in which we are healing and knowing that we need to be able to love every aspect of ourselves regardless if it's the darker aspect of ourselves or the lighter aspect of ourselves, no human being is constantly in the light. No, it's physically impossible. We, we shift and we move and we flow between the light and the dark. And that is such a healthy state of being. So Mm. I love how you just really express like how we can use that as our armor and as what we are sharing with the world. And It may not be a coaching avenue. It may not be, you know, a podcast platform. However, it can be a way that you can be of service of others that are going through the same transition as you are. We all have our own internal medicines that we can help one another heal. We are all healers by nature. We are healers just by being human beings, just on our physical flesh, able to heal. We have the capacities to heal. So it's just about connecting with that aspect of ourselves that we are able to heal ourselves. We don't need anything outside of ourselves to heal. We just need that guidance times to ask those questions so that we can have that deeper reflection Mm -hmm. because sometimes when we're in it, we don't see everything for what it is. We're not able to ask that question that is going to give us the answer. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah there's there's so much in here we could go off on my friend but I'll just I'll I'll pull out the you are the medicine piece because I think this is uh, you know for all the people out there like myself that are either lost or you were lost and you were looking for the thing right this is probably the most empowering piece of this is that you are the thing right we we spent so much time looking for, again, an outside element to to like, you know, I'll give an example of this. We spend so much time like studying, right? And getting the tools and getting the credentials and getting the certification, thinking and feeling that when I get that said tool, I'll have the thing that's needed for me to be the healer that I'm supposed to be. But what I've come to a realization of and what you just beautifully highlighted is I'm already that answer right the thing that does the healing and i'll give another example of this and maybe this can be more practical for people listening when you have gone to see a coach a practitioner a doctor a therapist whoever it is that's helped you in some way i would ask you to sit with this question what did the healing was it the tool that they used was it the diagnostic diagnostic test was it the modality maybe i'm sure that was a part of it or was it the love and the frequency that that soul expressed through the tool that they were enlightened by that did the deeper healing work, right? I tend to fall towards the latter, right? It is not, there's not the layers on top that do the healing. It is the unique frequency that we are. That is the expression of, of God that we are, that helps others come back to their point of healing, their point of power, their point of truth.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I (laughs) agree more even if i tried and i am such in alignment with this conversation because it is so true we are able to heal ourselves right and it's just about having that guidance it's just like if we were going to go on a trip on a voyage of a lifetime we would need that navigation system we would need that map in order to give us a, provide us with a bit of direction And for the coaching elements where it's like, it's coping mechanisms outside of who we are. I don't believe in that because I know that we have our own internal medicines, our own resonance, our own vibration and frequency, our highest self. We are connected to the cosmic life of evolution of (laughs) incredibleness of the omniverse. Like we have so much at our Fingertips that we don't even realize the wisdom that is just floating around, waiting for us to absorb it. Yeah. Same with the medicines that are floating around us, with the animal kingdoms, with the plant medicines, with the elements of water, of earth, wind, fire. There are so many incredible things that are here to help guide us to heal yeah. and that are there to heal us at even more profound levels. So I yeah. love everything that you've said today. <laughs>
0: My friend, I'm just I'm really motivated by the work that you do in the world. Thank you for holding such this such an enlightening space. i I will add a piece to this that was bubbling up as you were expressing because I know that this has been a uh, a release for me around this. I, I just for everyone listening, I just want to say that the, and this is this is happening at the exact same time, right? At the exact same time that you deserve. To lean into all of these beautiful gifts, all of these beautiful healings and lean into whatever it is that your soul is to do here. There is also simultaneously at the same time, there is absolutely no judgment if you do not. Right. And this is this is the piece that I know has really awakened a release and letting go and realizing that I am all good. Right. I like I said, I grew up in a religious household and and school system. And I I constantly feared. That there was something outside of me keeping score for the actions that I was taking or not taking. And what we can, we can, we can take that belief system and we can, we can put it on this spiritual journey and we can hear a conversation like we're having. And there is now fear inside of us and we're, we're regretting, we're worrying, we're thinking, oh, it's, I'm 60, I'm 70, I'm 40, whatever it is. And I haven't done the thing yet. And I just, I wanna just share some love for you and, and help you realize that. There is no judgment, right? One of my favorite uh, sort of realizations around what God is, is that God is unconditional love, right? And another way of saying that is God says yes. So what I mean by that is if you decide to lean into your soul's purpose and swim downstream, like we've been saying, and awaken and connect, God says yes. If you decide to not do any of that, if you continue the rest of this incarnation swimming upstream, God says yes, right? And you'll incarnate again and you'll get another beautiful opportunity to lean into your beautiful expression. So I just say all that to release all judgment on yourself, right? And to realize you literally cannot get it wrong. Right.
1: I love that you have... Spoken on this because it's so true there is no judgment it's wherever you feel called to do wherever you feel in the light before and there is no judgment even for those that aren't on this journey and for those that are on this journey is to understand that there is compassion and love for all no no journey is more challenging than the other both of them have their own trials and tribulations it has nothing to do with that and i love that you are just telling them release that sense of judgment release the sense that you need to keep track or keep up or be something that you maybe don't even want to explore yet you just feel that you have to because this is the next step yeah but this yeah. isn't really something a journey that you really even want to undergo or maybe yeah. this is a journey that you want to undergo and you think exactly to what you said you think maybe you're more at end of life maybe 80 or 90 yeah You know, I think that, oh, it's too late for me. It's never too late and it's never too early. It's whenever you feel the need to do it, if should you feel the need to do it. And like you said, we are reincarnated until (sighs) we have learned all Everything that we've needed to learn throughout this humanly experience and whatever we have contracted to do within our soul. So I love that you've mentioned this because it is true. We need to be able to release that sense of judgment and not just on ourselves, but on others as well and not judging them where they are in their journey. And I see a lot of this in the spiritual realm of the awakened opposed to the unawakened And it has nothing to do with that. We are not the judges of one another. We are here to support and guide one another and elevate humanity and all that it is and all that it isn't. Mm -hmm. And embracing our dark and our light and understanding that every part and every aspect of this world and who we are shapes either the light or shapes the dark and shapes our experiences. So it's about embracing it for what it is and enjoying the ride, enjoying the cosmic wave. The
0: The cosmic reference has come up so many times in this chat, my friend, and I'm so happy for it. I think if it's okay with you, I'd love to describe, you know, what I think an image that can really encapsulate this, right? I reference my, the name of my podcast is The Cosmic Love Antenna. And I think what this has helped me see, and this can probably add on to what, we, what we've just been saying, but one way to sort of encapsulate all of this with that light and dark that you were just highlighting and this is this helps me at an individual level when i take steps throughout my day right what would it look like to be the cosmic container of love that holds everything that we are right and the reason i say this is that from a spiritual lens and that, and this is a work in progress for me but something i always try and come back to we can understand that we are not our emotions and we are not our thoughts right these are things that move through us that we deserve to experience fully but if we become identified and feel like we are the thought or the belief of 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 a religious person or a or a or a, or a black person or a white person or whatever the thing is the belief is or I am the anger I am the grief I am the sadness right we stay in those experiences and we stay in the small self but what we need to step into and open up to is that we are more than that small self right we are the large ourself, we are that oneness, we are that source of where those identities come from. And a way of describing that source is a container of love, is a cosmic container of love. So to make this practical for people listening, what we can do on a day-to-day basis, when we experience both the light and the dark in all of its forms, we can ask the question, we can ask two questions. One, what would it look like to be the container that holds all of this? Right, without judgment, without expectation, and is the container that holds every single piece of me? What would it look like? The second question we could ask to make this even more practical is the next choice that I make within that container, what would it look like if I made that choice from love? Right, Because we're often making choices from separation. We're often making choices from illusion and tension. So if we can simply ask the question and then make a choice from love, now we are moving beyond that separation right now we're moving beyond that illusion and in my opinion coming back to what reality actually is
1: absolutely absolutely and (laughs) you know beautiful to what you said and just holding that space for ourselves and that container to figure that out because that's where the challenge lies when they're really trying to explore that. Even for myself, when you don't understand what exactly that you're doing and you don't understand exactly why you're being activated or why you're being triggered, it's important to be able to have that dialect and have those dialogues of conversations with others and being able to have that community of support. Because when you have that Support. you're able to then even have a little bit even more profound reflection because we can't always see our blind spots we can't always see why we're being triggered or why or that we're even being triggered even though we're reacting in a a triggered manner so i love that we are bringing back the audience to really just hold those containers of safety and Mm -hmm. being able to explore self and all that we are and all the beings and all the elements that we are because That is of such high importance as we are going through any aspect of our journey so that we're not holding on to these emotions that aren't serving us. We're not holding on to this trauma that we're allowing to define us, but isn't Mm. serving us and is keeping us stuck. So allowing those emotions, those thoughts and understanding exactly to what you said is that we are not our thoughts and we are not our emotions. This is part of the physical experience. This is not the soulful element of who Mm. we are. And we're here to experience that and it's beautiful to experience it and that's what we should be thinking about it. That's how we should be honoring it because wow, how lucky am I to be able to feel sad today? I'm allowed to feel happy. I'm allowed to feel excited. I'm allowed to feel frustrated. Mm -hmm. I'm allowed. I'm in a state of allowance Mm -hmm. and not judging myself for allowing that emotion or that thought to flow through. And I know a lot of people, clients as well, like, you have these dark thoughts that come to mind and they're like oh no like i feel so bad that i th-. you can't feel bad for th- you're not acting on your thought you're not harming mm. anyone we are human beings. We are intended to have thoughts, you know, like mm-hmm. there's a reason why scary movies were made and things that you know were unpleasant were made because people had these thoughts, right? And the thoughts aren't bad. We've just labeled them bad. We're yeah. not harming anyone. We're allowed to flow between our thoughts and release it. Same with our mm-hmm. emotions. Same with every aspect of who we are in the physical capacity that we are. So I love that you've mentioned that. You are such an amazing guest, Harrison. I can't even tell you. Definitely one of my favorites.
0: Ah, oh, thank you, Roxanne. Well, I I receive it. I receive that love, but I would say it is a reflection of you, my friend. Right? You know this, and I'm sure your beautiful audience knows this. You attract what you are, right? So I I am a manifestation of the light that you're bringing in the world. So I receive the love, but I do have to boomerang it right back at you. Oh,
1: thank <laughs> you. But You know, it's just been such an enlightening conversation. I love your style. I love the way that your messaging has landed for me. I can just imagine how it's going to land for our listeners as they are listening to this. So for anyone that really is seeking something a little bit more or know that they need some guidance, or they just know that they need to be able to have that safety of Mm -hmm. being able to have that self-exploration make sure that you connect with harrison and i will ensure to leave all his details into her show notes so harrison thank you so much for being here it has truly been an honor before we leave is there anything that is sitting on your soul on your heart that you want to share with our listeners before we sign off today well
0: roxanne i just want to say before i do share that thank you for bringing me on the show right thank you for holding this space i i spend a lot of time holding space for other people and i love it and i'm grateful for it but it's it's a totally different thing just for people out there listening if you haven't been on a show before or done an interview it's a totally different thing to be held in a space of another so i just i want to honor you thank you for the divine energy and the soul that you bring this world the the point that i would end with and and you hit on it a moment ago, and I really just want to stamp at home, is really be grateful for this entire experience that you're moving through. Because I know it can be so hard to get stuck in the lows, and it can be so hard to stay in the highs. But when we use the power of gratitude, we then equalize everything, right? We now don't, we don't devalue the low or we don't devalue the high, but we're, we're saying we're thankful for every single piece of it. And I have found in my journey that the more great gratitude I can equally give every single part of all that I am, the more that steps reveal themselves, the more that I attract what I deserve, the more that I get that partner, the more that I pull back that extra layer of my healing, the more that, you know, insert the thing that you deserve to have and it really begins with that gratitude for being all that you are, right? And I'll end with this. and this is an affirmation that I repeat every single night before I go to bed. and it's and it's just it summarizes this, right? It summarizes a lot of what we are. and it's and it's this, right? I am all that I am. right? I repeat that. I am all that I am. And that what that highlights is that I'm accepting every single part of what I am in this moment. Right, I'm not ignoring, I'm not expressing, I'm not suppressing, I'm not numbing, but I'm allowing all that I am to come to the surface so I can step forward. And I think that's a beautiful way to sort of finish what I've been talking about here today. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna with me, your host, Harrison. If you gain value or this episode hit your heart, please remember to share this out with a friend, a family member, or a lover. You can also leave your love over on Apple Reviews and Spotify Star Feedback, and this helps me spread my frequency to more souls in need. Finally, if you want to connect with me deeper, want to reach out, interested in coaching, please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Harrison Ma, Ma, spelled M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Sending you so much love.
1: Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Electricast. Electric, acid.
0: Electric acid.